Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. On today's episode, we have co-pastor Sharonda Manor Foster. I have a question for you. When is the last time you spread some good news? When is the last time you told somebody about how God has done something for you? How good he's been for you? How he's changed your life? How he's always came through for you? Coming up. enlist you in the campaign for a good word of mouth for all of us to be involved in what Jesus is doing that we are the ones starting conversations about him that we are the ones of making recommendations and that that will increase the sales of people that are changing their lives because of our word of mouth campaign at New Antioch, we have three ways that you can give here at the house. You can text your giving in on your cell phone device right now to 77977. Just text the word New Antioch, all one word. It'll prompt you right there on your phone what you're supposed to do so you can give that way. You can go online, newantioch-aliante.org. That is our website. There's a little button there at the top. Hit donate. It's really, really simple. It takes you through the whole process of how you can give that way. Or you can give here at the house. We are still open and we are still growing and we are still moving and thriving here at the house. We are here located at 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. That's in North Las Vegas, Nevada. 89084. Also at the end of service, they will be available at the doors there. If you want to give by card, there'll be somebody there. There's also uh, Miss Chantel's back here in the back right. If you want to give by card, she's available to take it by card. So before we go forward, I want you to want to pray over the giving. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for how you have completely multiplied what we have given. God, how you have completely grown and thrived what we have given. God, thank you for being uh, uh, our provider. Thank you for continuing to do your part as we give unto the house and be good stewards over what you have given us, God, how you have multiplied it, how you have pressed it down, how you have shaken it together, God, and how it has been overflowing for us, God. So on today, we ask that you do the same for those that are giving on this afternoon. God, multiply it for them. You know their needs and meet it like the great provider that you have always been. These things, God, we lift up before you in your son Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Amen. Thank you, God. And amen. Thank you, praise team. I got my praise out because I needed my praise to make a clearing. I need my, my praise to do some things. I need my praise to double, triple what God is doing in my life. sit with you. There's a, a scripture that says Jesus came and, and he reclined in the place. I want him to be so pleased with our praise that he'll just come and recline. Just come kick back and, and be at home in the midst of us. Amen. 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 Thank you, praise team. We are going to uh, move on forward because I believe that God has a word 
for us in the house. We're getting ready to go to our scripture, so please stand with me all over the place so we can dive. I feel the presence of God in this place. Welcome to all of our visitors, everybody who was here for the first time. We welcome you to New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante. I am Pastor Sharonda Manor Foster, um, and we welcome you, myself and our senior pastor, Dr. Naida Parson. Thank you for being here on this afternoon. You might have noticed that we got our gear on uh, over here, and, and we, don't, we don't wear this. Uh, see, somebody said Steelers. Somebody recognized. Right, right, Dr. O? Uh, thank you, John. We, uh, we in the house, and just because I got the microphone, I can call out the Steelers. I ain't calling nobody else. <laughs> But I see y'all. I see the rest of y'all. I see y'all. But we just, we, we repping our team on this afternoon. Today is the Super Bowl. Uh, but we put our team first. We, we like them. We, we like the Steelers and the Raiders and the Bears and, and Green Bay. <laughs> we like them. But we got a number one team that we rep. And we wouldn't let today go by without us repping our team First, I see a Raider fan out there somewhere too. Somebody, I see a Cowboy fan out there. I'll go ahead and get y'all some love. Oh, oh, the Eagles is over. The Saints is over there. The 49ers is over there. I see you. Who is that? The Ravens are back there. Is that the Ravens? <laughs> We in the house, but we repping our number one team. Uh, so let's get to it on this afternoon. Thank you all for being here. Some folk didn't come to church because it was Super Bowl Sunday. But we're going to rep our team first. We're going to rep the home team first. So let's start. We're going to read our scriptures. Thank you uh, for standing. We're going to start with Mark 1, 23 through 28. And then we're going to read Mark 5, 18 through 20. And then we're going to read Mark 7, 36 through 37. We're going to do just a little bit of reading uh, because I need you to get where I'm coming from on this morning. So let's start with Mark 1, 23 through 28 in the NIV version. Let's read that together. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him? News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Mark 5, 18 and 20. As Jesus was getting in the boat, the man who had been demon possessed, who had been demon possessed, begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed. Mark 7, 36 and 37, Jesus commanded them, 
not to tell anyone. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. You may have your seats on this afternoon, and we are going to go right into this over here at New Antioch and in the house of Antioch. We are in a year of leveling up. We feel like we're leveling up. I don't want to scare of the visitors, but we might as well do our chant because they might feel like leveling up too. And so let's do it one more time. Leaders, leaders, leaders. Let me tell the guests what we say. And they saying, leaders, we leveling up. Leaders, level up. And then they say, I feel like I'm leveling up. I feel like we're going to a next level. They trying to be polite. Let's do it one more time. Leaders, 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 feel like I'm leveling up. We are leveling up this year. That is our theme for the whole year over here at New Antioch. We are going higher, gaining more skills, strength, and power. We are moving up like George and Weezy. We're moving up. I, I don't... Anybody know who George and Weezy is? Every time I said, uh, we leveling up, I kept hearing, we moving on up. Uh, we, we moving on up. And then uh, Keith and Amber and a uh, pastor and Pastor Renee. Then this song from George and Weezy reminded me of the Sunrise Mountain Campus. And so I said... As the house levels up, as Aliante and Central, ACS, and Sunrise Mountain levels up, I said, let us make a declaration right here from George and, and Weezy. And so y'all help me. I ain't going to try to sing it, but praise team, y'all jump in. Uh, but it says, uh, this is, oh, oh somebody, I thank you. Who, who got it? Who got the beef for me already? Because it says, we're moving on up, uh-huh. To the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. We're moving on up, moving on up to the east side. We finally got a piece of the pie. What happened, fish? Huh? Fish don't burn in the kitchen. Beans don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. Now we up in the big leagues, getting our turn at last. As long as we live, me and you, baby, ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, we're moving on up, come on, to the east side. <laughs> we are moving up, come on, we are leveling up. And we are moving up to the east side, just so you know. We putting the church on the east side of town. We are um, three campuses across the city. We have two established already. Our next campus is coming on Sunrise Mountain. We already have land up there. And so that song was just fitting because we are moving on up to the east side. It took a whole lot of trying uh, just to get up that hill. But we coming on up that hill. Amen. We are moving up. We are leveling up. And our theme for the next couple of months over here in the house is we're leveling up evangelism. All year we're going to be leveling up a few things and some personal things. But we are leveling up evangelism. Evangelism is the preaching, announcing, witnessing, or otherwise communicating the gospel. 
Evangelism, it is delivering the message of Jesus Christ. And we are going to level up in our evangelism. In other words, we are going to tell somebody. We have a lot of scripture in the Bible about the power of our words and, and the words that we say. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We quote that. We heard that, but we often think of it as either I am speaking a word of life to you, blessing you, or I'm speaking a word that is negative. That means I'm cursing you. Otherwise, we still say it's about me speaking. We talking bad or we talking good with the power of our tongue, the words of our mouth. But, but what about when we're not saying anything? at all. We're not blessing. We're not cursing. Well, we're not saying anything at all. What if we thought about it like what pastor said last week in her example, that by our silence, when we speak or when we don't choose to speak, it's like me saying, you live, you die. If I speak to you, you live. If I walk by you, you die. Why? Because I have the power in my tongue. The, the power is in the words that I speak, and we are choosing what to say. We are not speaking life. And so when we don't, we silence the power in our tongue. And that could be moral, spiritual. Or physical death because you are not speaking life. You're not using the power. It could mean that either someone is going to live out eternal life with God. Or they're going to live out eternity in hell. Depending upon the power that we use with our words. All of it hinges on whether or not we tell somebody something. And understand that we're talking about evangelism. We're talking about telling somebody about Jesus Christ. Are you being silent? Or are you stifling the power? Are you giving it? What are you doing? It all hinges on the word of mouth. Kimberly Whitler wrote an article in Forbes magazine where she states word of mouth is still the most valuable form of marketing. The one that consumers trust above all others. Word of mouth is the original social media. She goes on to say that why would we simply sit back and hope conversations will happen organically about your brand? She's talking about marketing. Why would you sit back and think, that conversations will just happen organically about your brand. And let's be clear that our brand is Jesus. Our business is the kingdom of God. And that's what we are talking about. Are we just sitting back? Because we have all been charged with evangelism. We've all been charged to tell somebody to use the power that is in our tongue. And so I just ask all of us, and only you know for yourself, if you have chosen uh, this scarf is getting hot. If you have chosen to lead the conversations to themselves, to hope that something will happen, or oh, thank you, organically, are you doing that? 
If we want to win in 2022, or should I say in 20 next, we must unleash the power of our mouth, the word of mouth, if we're going to win in the next, in the 20 next. 92% of consumers believe recommendations from friends and family over all forms of advertisement. 92%. They believe what family and friends say over all other forms of advertising. 64% of marketing executives indicate that they believe the word of mouth is the most effective form of marketing. However, only 6% say they have mastered it. 64% say it's the most effective. But only 6% will say that they have mastered the word of mouth. Y'all, we talking about evangelism. The problem is that for the last few years, marketers, and we're talking about Jesus, have been focused on collecting instead of connecting. We have been focused on collecting people, collecting numbers, collecting data, and not connecting to the people. In other words, brands are too caught up in collecting social media fans, and they are forgetting how to actually connect with them. We are not in just the collector business. We are in the connection business. Now, this article is talking about businesses and not necessarily the church. And I hope and pray that this is not true of our church or the church as a whole. As the pastor, I'm the pastor of the connections department here at the Aliante campus, and we are focusing in on connection. We are leveling up connection this year. I don't want to be a collector. I want to be a connector. I want to connect people. And so this year we're going to focus on two things, growth and evangelism. Evangelism is at the heart of God. We're going to grow visitation in the church. Those who are coming to visit over here, we are going to grow in salvation. Those who have decided to accept Jesus into their hearts, we're going to grow in the congregation. Those who are active growing members in this fellowship, that's how we're going to grow. But all of that growth comes through connection. Growth and visitation comes through connection with somebody who knows us Uh, or they've seen something that they like in us and they feel like they can connect to us. And so you're a part of the connection in the visitation. Growth and salvation comes with connection from another believer that can lead them to connection with Christ. I don't know how many of you was just sitting in your room all by yourself and never heard of Christ. And then all of a sudden you just said, okay, I think I'm saved now. No, it's usually by connection with another person who knows him that is drawing you to connect with him. And so that connection and salvation is going to come through you. That's how we're going to grow. Growth in the congregation comes from the connection with the body of believers. When you go into a place and you are in that congregation and you stay for a while, you only stay because you feel like I can connect here. Not only can I connect with the people, but I can connect with Jesus here. And so why should we stop at likes? Why don't we just shoot for love? Why don't we shoot for love? Why would we stop at how many likes? Because we can get caught up in that. We've been busy looking at the numbers. We want to know. We want to increase all of our social media numbers. We want to increase the numbers of people in here. But why stop at likes? 
Why not shoot for love? We're going to shoot for love. And the Bible, it says, above all, love each other deeply. It says, love one another as I have loved you. It says, they will know us by our love for one another. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Why wouldn't we not shoot for love? Because then we're right in God's will if we shoot for love. We're right where God wants us to be if we shoot for love and not for likes. We want to be connectors and not collectors. We just don't want a collection of people in here that's not connected. We don't want a collection of people in here that's not growing in Christ. We don't want our numbers to look good, but your lives are not looking good. And so our prayer and our hope is that our word of mouth not only brings growth because we won't grow because we don't serve a stagnant God, but also that it would bring connection. The article goes on to say that we've seen a good word of mouth campaign generate thousands of conversations, thousands of recommendations, and triple the sales in one year. A good word of mouth campaign will generate thousands of conversations, thousands of recommendations, and triple the sales in one year. You, using the power of the word of mouth that you have, to talk about Jesus, to tell what he's done for you, could create thousands of conversations. Those conversations turn into thousands of recommendations. So at first, I'm just conversating with you about Jesus, about what he has done in my life. And then prayerfully, those conversations turn into recommendations. I recommend that you try him. I recommend you try this lifestyle. I recommend that you change your life. And then those uh, conversations and recommendations will then turn into sales. And, and I don't know about you and your business uh, and what dictates and what means a sale. But when we get a life saved in the kingdom, that's a sale. We have one. When somebody says, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, those are the sales. And I want us to hear what a good word of mouth campaign. It will triple the sales in one year. Pastor Rene, those numbers that we just got out in the, in the vision report, however many it said, my God, however many, I feel something, however many it said for the year, then that we would triple that number with a great word of mouth campaign. I'm here to enlist you in uh, the campaign for a good word of mouth for all of us to be involved in what Jesus is doing. That we are the ones starting conversations about him. That we are the ones making recommendations. And that that will increase the sales of people that are changing their lives because of our word of mouth campaign. And this is where we find the people in the text. The people, the evangelists, those that are going about telling about Jesus the people, people just like you, not people like me, not people like Dr. Parson, who we think, well, they ought to be telling people about Jesus. Y'all got the microphone. Y'all the preachers. But in the scriptures that we read earlier, we find the people being the evangelist. Somebody say, I'm going to tell somebody. 
I'm going to tell somebody. It says, as Jesus was getting in the boat, uh, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go to your home. Go to your own people and tell them, I'm going to tell somebody, how much the Lord has done for you. A regular person who had been healed by what Jesus did, but now he wants to go. And Jesus said, no, don't come with me. He wanted to go with Jesus and the disciples. He said, go back home. Go to your own people and tell them what I have done for you. And so the first thing that we're going to do as we start off and level up our evangelism is we are going to engage. The first thing that we're going to do and that we see Jesus tells this man to do is give the people the gift of you. Give him the gift of you. This man, demon-possessed, living in the tombs, scratching himself, cutting himself, breaking out of everything that they uh, tried to tie him to. This man was a maniac. This man was out of his mind. And Jesus comes across cast this whole legion of demons out of him. He is no longer possessed. And now Jesus tells him, go home and tell the people what has happened. And so you have to, when you're an evangelist and all of us are, go ahead and give the people the gift of you. Let me tell you what he did for me. We want to hide that story. You want to be embarrassed by the story. We don't want to tell it. You're just glad you made it through. But I want you to see what it says. It says that once he told the people, all of the people were amazed. At what had, because they seen him over there in the maniac. They seen him uh, dragging around in that. He was over in the graveyard, y'all. He was still alive. Nothing could hold him. He was out of his head. He was a maniac. Is this the same man that was living in the graveyard? They said they were amazed. So we have to, when we go out to tell about Jesus, we keep saying, well, I don't know what to say, and, and I, I don't know how to approach. Just give them the gift of you. Because at that point, you're a gift. At that point, you're a walking testimony. At that point, Jesus has done something uh, for you. And so be the gift. Engage with the people that you're talking to. Don't try to act like you're on a pedestal now. Don't try to act like you've always had it all together. Give them the gift to you. Listen to what they're telling you. And then tell them your truth. Give them your truth. Engage with them. Be a presence in their lives. Not just so fleeting. Don't beat them over the head with the gospel. Just show up and be a gift to them so that all of the people will be amazed. He went home. Jesus said, go home and tell the people. Some of us just simply need to go home and tell the people what God has done. Tell your people in your house. Tell your people in your family. Tell them cousins you're trying to ignore. Those people that you don't talk to anymore. Tell them what he said. Go home to them and tell your people. And so it's time for us to do that. We'll go all over the city. We'll go all out of the country. We've been all over to Africa but on a mission trip, taking the salvation, taking Jesus. But you have not taken it to the people right there in your house.
go and tell them. And then after you do that, it says, so the man went away and he began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. So not only did he go to his house, he went to the city. He didn't just stay with his family after that. He went to the city to tell what Jesus has done for him. And so engage them. And then the second one is equip them. It said, then there's the man possessed with impure spirits in the synagogue that Jesus healed. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? Is this a new teaching? And with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about Jesus spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. Equip them. Give them reasons to talk. I like better. Just give them something to talk about. Equip the people that you are evangelizing to. Give them something to talk about. Give them the real story, the true story. Give them something uh, to talk about. Make it real. Give them insider knowledge that only somebody who had been through a thing could know. Only somebody that had come out of a sickness could know. Only somebody who's been brought back from mental illness could know. Only somebody that their marriage has been healed could know. Give them something to talk about. Give them how you came up out of the gutter. I ain't always look like this. Give them something to talk about. Give them the real that they might be amazed. Give them unbelievable facts. You would not believe what he did for me. We have, but, we, but we, you know what? We get so common. And we get so used to that story that we don't think is unbelievable anymore. But God brought you out of that. You're not supposed to be where you are today. It wasn't because you were so great. It wasn't because you were so intelligent. It wasn't because of your degrees and that you look so debonair. It was not. You need to tell them the incredible news, the unbelievable news of where you really came from and what was really going on in the house and how you really did mess up. You really did mess up. You really did mess up. Give them the unbelievable facts. Give them something to talk about. Give them the inside information. Tell them what Jesus has done. My God, understand that it is so valuable what you have. We get so caught up in technique when we talk about, oh, evangelizing and how am I going to go out and tell anybody about Jesus? Just tell them what you know. Don't try to dig for something. Don't, you know, just tell them the real. Tell them uh, what you know. And then empower them. So you're going to engage them. Give the people the gift of you. You're going to equip them. Give them something to talk about. Go ahead and, and be vulnerable. And give them the inside of scoop on what Jesus did. And then you're, go you're going to empower them. Find different ways to talk and share about Jesus. Empower them to find Jesus in many different ways. And I know when I first read it on the, when we first started that I said word of mouth marketing is still the number one marketing. I know somebody said, no, it's not social media is. <laughs> because so many people, we, we sit behind our computers 
and that is our uh, collector. And some of us try to connect, but it's still the number one way. And so one way that you can empower them is through social media, but it is still through your word of mouth. It is still through your story that's on social media. It is still what you said, what you wrote, what you put on there. It's still through word of mouth. Yes, empower them to learn it in several different ways, to gather Jesus in many different ways, but empower them to do it, but it's still through you. I don't know how many people would believe something if it's listed on, on social media and it's just a, a blank. No name sign testimony of something that happened. You don't know who did it, who they were. We like, I, I don't know about that. This might be a scam. I don't know. Ain't no name, no face to it. But this is what Jesus, I don't know if that's right. But if your face is attached to it, if your voice is on it, even if it is through social media, the story behind it is powerful and effective because it came from you. You are the witnesses. It's not just some, some random uh, write-up. Help them to find ways to share you, to share Jesus in their circles. If they're not coming in here, then we have to go out there. If they're sitting looking on uh, social media, all of the sites all day, then we have to find them in their circles and we have to empower them, put Jesus in their faces over and over and over. We're empowering them to make a decision, to make a choice. But if they think, well, if I don't go to church, they won't see me and I won't see them. No, we're coming to where you are because that is how important it is for you to find Jesus. We have to find ways to move in their conversations. That conversation, conversating on those video games. We got to find ways to conversate on those video games. Wherever circles that they are moving in, we have to find ways to move in the circles. Empower them. Don't just leave it to chance. Don't just leave those uh, conversations to happenstance. We have to use the means of storytelling. It is the oldest way to carry information. It's through a story. Why not let it be your story? And you probably said, well, wait a minute. How am I going to do this? How am I going to remember? How am I going to uh, be able to release my story in front of some strangers? Or, or how can I go back to my cousins who I don't even talk to? Um, how can I do this? Acts 118 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. The only way that you're going to be able to do this is through the Holy Spirit. Stop thinking it's going to happen in and of yourself. It's not. Y'all, we have been empowered to do a thing. This is God's work. I don't want us to get caught up. Well, my friends don't want to hear it, and they don't want to talk about Jesus. That's his business. He empowered you just to tell them. He didn't tell you to convert nobody. He didn't tell you to drag nobody. He didn't tell you to hit him over the head. The only thing he told you to do was tell somebody. Somebody say, I'm going to tell somebody. I am going to tell somebody. The only thing that he told you to do was tell somebody about me. Just tell somebody. We all in our feelings when they tell us no. We all in our feelings when they close the door. Well, you told them. And that's my only job. <laughs> 
is to tell somebody about him. And so through the power of the Holy Spirit, that's how we're going to do this. And why? Because the gift has been freely given to you. Why wouldn't you give the gift back? It's been given to you. Why wouldn't you freely give the gift back? Why? Because you want to see other people and your family know the goodness and the greatness of Christ. That's why. Why, why would I go wild? Why don't I just leave it to them to do? Because he told you to go do it. Why? Because your story is valuable. It is your story that is going to make the difference in somebody's life. And so release your story. And so we're going to go into our altar call, and that is our prayer here. And I really wanted to start first with a prayer of thanksgiving. I wanted to, for all of us, to say thank you for the story that we have. I was in a conference yesterday, and one of the ladies says that God is still building my story. It's still happening. It's not over yet. But some of us have some amazing things to say, to tell somebody, to share. And so even though some of us have had some rough stories, some things that have happened, I wanted us to pause because I don't know when you stop to say, God, thank you for my story, for the story that is me. Thank you for whatever happened in childhood. Thank you for my story. For whatever happened in friendships and relationships. I got a few folk that's grateful for that story. For some of you, you're the only one in your family that has survived. Everybody else is in jail, in prison. They dead. You're the only one. God, thank you for my story. Some of y'all came from neighborhoods like I came from. And I love my neighborhood. I came from the Jets, but everybody didn't make it out. God, thank you for, for my story. There are some women that were in abusive relationships. They didn't make it out, but you, you made it out. Thank you for my story. I wasn't supposed to have a house. Wasn't supposed to be able to buy a house. Some of y'all know y'all weren't supposed to have that house. Where'd you get that money? You was thankful that God made a way. God, thank you for my story. Thank you that I'm able to get. Y'all been laying in them hospital beds. Oh, some, oh, wait a minute. God said first, some of y'all been in jail. And some of you were almost in prison or in prison. Some of y'all should still be in prison for what you did. But God, thank you for my story. That I'm, I'm here. That I made it. And so we're going to thank God for your story that is valuable. It's valuable for you to share, for you to give to somebody. Marriages that were on the brink. But God, thank you for my story. And so let's say thank you first. Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we say 
Thank you for our stories. Thank you, oh God, for where you brought us to. Thank you, oh God, for the friendships, for the relationships that we have on today. Thank you, God, that you did not leave us where we were. Thank you, oh God, that we can testify to the goodness of God. God, that you are great, that you are faithful, that you did come back for us, that you are moving on my God, that you are moving on our behalf. God, I didn't have to be where I am today. God, it's only because of you that I sit in the seat, God, that I have the friends, that I have the job, that I have the connections. God, it's, it's, it's your story. And I said, thank you, oh God, for blessing me with this story. Thank you, oh God, for everybody that is healed, everybody that was sick and didn't think they were going to make it. God, God, we said thank you for everybody that made it through a devastating death of a loved one that almost took us out, that we almost didn't make it. God, we said thank you that we rose up, hallelujah, that we rose up again, that we're able to survive. For everybody that survived childhood, my God, in the name of Jesus, being abandoned, being left, being abused, my God, for whatever it is, God, we said thank you for our story. God, we said thank you. We're saying on this afternoon that we are going to tell somebody about what God has done for us. And so I want to first give you the opportunity for those of you who do not know Jesus. I'm going to give you the opportunity first because you can't go out and try to win people to him if you don't have him for yourself. And so make the first move. And so if you're in here on this afternoon or if you're on video um, on Facebook or YouTube and you have not uh, received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have never asked him to come into your life and into your heart, I'm telling you, it's a life changer. Your life will never be the same. And so if you're in here and you're saying, you know what, I want to start this thing off right. I want to know what you all are talking about. I want to amaze somebody in with my story. Because I understand that it wasn't me that did it. It wasn't my parents that did it. It was God. It was Jesus who did it through them. And so if that is you and you are in here on this afternoon, then just raise your hand. And we're going to, as a matter of fact, everybody, let's stand in the place together so that we can do this all together. And let's say this prayer together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me. You are the writer of my story. And God, I say thank you for saving me. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I did want to give the opportunity for someone who might be in the middle of a story in your life. And that is just hard. That, yeah. God is still building my story, and this part of my story is difficult. I'm struggling through it. I just want to touch and agree and pray with you if that is you. Because we all got a story. And if you ask somebody in this room, um, they're probably um, through a story that you're in right now. You're not by yourself. And so if that is you and you're in this space, just raise your hand and we're going to send somebody just to pray with you if you're like, okay, my story is hard right now. Amen. Amen. Pastor Rodney, will you um, come over and pray in the back corner over here where the hand is up? 
if there's anybody else that is saying, my, my story's tough, and I'm trying to hang in here, but this is a tough part of my story, then we are going to pray uh, with you on this afternoon. We're not going to leave you. Amen, Mike. Uh, Keith, will you come pray with Mike? Y'all, it's real. It is real. Um, uh, Pastor uh, Amber, do you see Keyshonda? Will you pray with her? We're not going to leave you like this. Y'all, we believe in prayer. We believe in uh, prayer. Jackie, will you come and pray with uh, Miss Patricia, please? Because we understand that stories get tough. It gets rough. But I know a God that has pulled me through. Pull me through. I won't even go into all of my stories. I have so many stories that God has brought me through. Stories that I'm ready to tell. Stories that I'm going to tell somebody because I think it'll make them amazed at what God can do and what Jesus did for me. And so, God, we said thank you on this afternoon for those who are in a tough place in their story. God, we said thank you, oh God, that you are answering prayer, that you are a God who mends broken hearts, that you are a God who brings us through difficult situations with our friends and, and with our families, that you are a God who watches over our children. God, even when we can't do anything, when we can't put our hands on them, you have your hands on our children. God, and we said thank you. We said thank you, God, that we know you to be a broken heart mender. God, in the, I just feel this, uh, that there are some of us that our hearts are just broken. And we're in a part of our story where our hearts is broken and we don't know what to do with that. And so, God, we said thank you that you are indeed a broken heart mender. God, that you are healing. Andrea, would you pray? Were you asking for prayer? Okay. In the name of Jesus. And so, God, we said thank you for your healing. Pastor Darian, would you pray with Brother Isaiah? Um, in the name of Jesus. God, we said thank you. We're going to pause for a minute yeah, right. because we understand a difficult place. We understand that some of us are in a tough place in our story. That God hasn't brought you through on the other side to where you're able and you're ready to testify about that just yet. And so, God, we say thank you for the people. We said thank you for how you're healing, for how you're restoring. God, we said thank you for how you'll get right in the middle of it. That you'll get right in the middle of it. That you're in the middle of a tough place. That you're in the middle of a difficult story. My God, and I declare on this morning for every difficult story that the people find themselves in, God, that you're bringing them out. That they will be overcome by their testimony. That they will be able to tell, God, what you did and how you brought them through. God, for how you amazed them. And that the hero will be amazed at what it is that you're doing in their life. And so, God, we say thank you. Thank you, God. God, we say thank you for how you're healing, for how you are bringing through, for how you are restoring. It matters. It matters. Y'all pray for people that's in a tough place in their story because that was you. That was you trying to find your way through. That was you. And so, God, I said, thank you, God, that we believe you for it. 
We believe you to be a healer. We believe you, oh God. We believe you to be a deliverer, that you deliver us out of difficult situations. We believe you to be one that brings us up, cleans us up, and turns us around. God, we believe you. We believe you for it. We believe you for it. And for the rest of us, we need to make a declaration on this afternoon that I'm going to tell somebody. I, and I, I want to hear your declaration. I don't want you to just think, ooh, I don't know. No, I want you to either go to your home, go to your family, go to the city, go to the grocery store, wherever you find yourself in your workplace, and just make a declaration that I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus. I'm going to tell somebody my story. And so I want y'all to, to catch this. As the praise team helps us out. I, I want you to make it your declaration, but I want you to catch it. And we're going to start real low, praise team, so they can get it. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell somebody. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. I'm going to 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 tell somebody. Somebody's going to get this story. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell somebody. Tell somebody. I'm going to 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 tell somebody. Who are you going to tell? Tell somebody. Who are you going to tell? Who you gonna tell? I'm gonna tell somebody. 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 I got the goodness of Jesus. I'm gonna tell somebody. 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 your declaration that you are going to tell somebody what Jesus did. Not what you did, but what Jesus did. And so I'm going to give you another opportunity because I'm going to check back. I want this to be ringing when you go out. I want you to, this to be ringing when you go home. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell somebody. Somebody going to get this from me. I'm going to tell somebody. One more time, praise team. I'm going to tell somebody. 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 Somebody, Jesus, somebody, 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 someb
that I'm not just going to sit around and take this in because somebody gifted me but decide that I'm going to level up my evangelism too and I am going to tell somebody. Amen. 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 I'm going to tell somebody. 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 I'm going to tell anybody. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell anybody. Amen. Yeah. Just a bunch of nobodies trying to tell everybody. About somebody. About somebody who can save anybody. Y'all understand that he can save anybody. Anybody. God can save anybody. Yeah. Amen. We want this series to really change the way that you look at evangelism. We want to stir something in you so we're different. By the time this series is over, what are you going to do differently? And so I'm thinking myself, I have to find some and y'all know I won't have time for this, but I'm going to find time to find some club, some class, some something out in that community because pastoring two and now three churches, covering other churches, all I have interaction with is Christians. I'm trying to figure out who can I tell that has not already heard my story. Because I'm not in the circles of anyone that needs to hear my story. So I have to find somewhere to go. I need to find some club to be in that has some unsaved people in it. And quit being with you Christians 24-7. You know my story of being of suicidal depression. And how God brought me out. I should be one of those in the mental institution right now on several levels of medication. You know my story of weight loss. I should be 492 pounds right now. That sounds like a lot. That's what the size of people in my family were. I was on my way there and God arrested that. I'm chubby now, but you should have seen me then. What you should have seen is where I was headed. I, I, I need some place to tell that story. Because God did that for me. The story you all heard, I'll tell it next week, about the day I had the heart attack and the heart surgery. And God spared my life. But you guys have heard all my stories. How I was a shy little girl who would have thought that I would be standing here. I asked God to, I wanted to be a doctor before I was 30. On my, while I was 29, I became a PhD. But I was... I had to lay that stuff before God. I didn't have what it took to be a PhD, but I laid all my dissertation before God, and God did it for me. But y'all have heard that story. i got to find somebody that has not heard my stories. And so I'm, I want to do something different. I, I'm going to find a club or something. 
to join. It got some unsaved people in it. So do something different this month. Do something different as we go through this. Amen. Let's say amen for the word of God today. Let's say amen for our co-pastor and what a word today. Tell somebody we're going to keep at it until we fill this place to capacity and add to the kingdom. Amen. You all have heard this with just a few announcements. We all have heard this week um, that we don't have a mass mandate uh, anymore in Nevada. We will keep it at the church for a few more weeks. Um, I don't see what's going to happen first. <laughs> All these people in and out of Las Vegas. Let me see what the numbers are look like, are looking like, and uh, we'll tell you in a few weeks whether we'll do that. I'm glad nobody gave us a hard time about it today, but the pastors have talked, and we decide that we decided that we're going to keep the mask mandate uh, for a little while longer, and uh, let's see what happens. Uh, we've been blessed at New Antioch. We've lost a few. Uh, but we have not, it hasn't been as devastating as it could have been. And so we still want to be careful. So thank you for that. Uh, speaking of, of my heart, next Sunday, let's go red. It is February, which is Heart Healthy Month. So we're going to go red next Sunday. So wear your red next Sunday. And I'll just kind of mention a few things about heart health uh, next, uh, next Sunday. So next Sunday, New Antioch is going red. Uh, so put that out there for me, uh, Brother David, uh, that we're going red on Sunday. You still have time to join Kingdom Academy if uh, they let you register. We started last week, but you can get in on this week. It's not as many classes being uh, uh, offered. Uh, so go to new uh, the-kingdom-academy.org, see what classes are still uh, um being offered, I know dealing with people's God, dealing with God's people, God's way. I know that class is going on, and I'm not sure which other ones made the cut, Pastor Darius. We have to have five people for the class to go on. But anyway, just go ahead and register, and they'll be they'll be in touch. You still have one more week to register for Kingdom Academy. All of the leaders that were at the leadership conference. Do you have your hoodies? If you didn't get your hoodie from me, see uh, Pastor Rane to make sure we have your size. Uh, so all of those that have read that registered for the leadership conference, uh, please get your hoodies from uh, Pastor Rane. Um, MIT tonight is going to be at seven instead of six. Ministers in training uh, for Super Bowl Sunday. I will not cancel stuff for the Super Bowl, but I will postpone it a little bit. So instead of six o'clock. Uh, not that we care about this game today. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, uh, so go home and enjoy the game. And then those of you that are ministers in training uh, will be meeting on Zoom at uh, 7 p.m. Next week is also Coaches Sunday. I've asked some of you to return as coaches. We have some new coaches. If you want to coach, that means you take one person one-on-one -on -one and teach them something you know. Um, to disciple them, teach them. It, it might be prayer. It might be reading. It might be study. It might be how to be a single mom, how to be a single dad, how to do marriage, whatever it is that you have. It gives you an opportunity to tell your story. 
and to walk somebody through that. It could be a health issue. It could be anything that you know how to do. Some of you cook. Some of you sew. Some of you do computer. I got me a coach to help me to uh, increase my technology when I teach. And so what, if you want to do that, let us know. But our coaches, uh, our lead coach here at our church is Liz. And so if that's something that you're interested in, you can do that. Amen. Thank you all for visiting uh, to us. God bless you. Please come back and see us at any time. Amen. Yes, Pastor Sharonda, move quickly. <laughs> uh, to all of our greeters, God bless you. All of our visitors, God bless you. Thank you for visiting with us. Come back and see us at any time. Now, those of you that are members, um, if you will, um, if you were not at the meeting on Monday, no, it wasn't. Tuesday. If you weren't at the meeting on Tuesday, we still need your vote. Uh, you, um, there was a really, uh, we had a really excellent vision meeting, but we need new, a new board of trustees. Uh, and so uh, if you did not come to vote, um, raise your hand and they're going to give you, those of you that are members that need uh, to vote for our board of trustees for this year, the current members are myself, Pastor Sharonda, Pastor Rene, Pastor Darian, Minister Keith, and, uh, and Sister Pam Lambie. Uh, the new nominations are Ken Lambie. We didn't put that on there. Uh, Ken Lambie, David Foster, and Jackie Harris. So on the bottom of your sheet where it says new nominations, uh, Ken Lambie, Jackie Harris, David Foster. Put that down there. And then just circle six. Uh, I'm automatically on the board, so just circle six names, so you can use those names that are there. And again, our new nominations are Ken Lambie, David Foster, and Jackie Harris. <laughs> David and Ken. And then just circle six and give them, fold them over, and give them back to our sanctuary attendants. Amen. Thank God for this service today. We're looking forward to next week and all week long. Our prayer is at 7 on Facebook Live. Uh, and we're just excited for what's going on at New Antioch Christian Fellowship. Amen. We are standing. Oh, you don't have to stand. We're just going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We praise you. And we magnify you. We thank you for those that you're saving, God. We thank you for the divine appointments that we're going to have. We thank you, God, that we have somebody we're going to tell. Put somebody, God, in our path that we can tell this week our story, God. And I thank you for our stories. I thank you for my story. Send us out until this week to serve you. Bring us back here at the appointed time. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So if you all would uh, remain seated, we're going to get you out uh, safely. Uh, you all can go ahead. Uh, we'll get you out safely um, in so that we're not bottlenecked. If you'd like to join New Antioch, visit our, our visitor table right outside our welcome table. God bless you. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you all so much. You are the loves of my life. 
know that. You are the loves of my life. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.